Today, I want to talk about single family homes versus multifamily properties because it's a question we get all the time here at our investing company, Perpetual Wealth Capital, where we help investors invest passively in multifamily assets. And as you can imagine, the conversation comes up quite a bit of using that money instead to purchase you know, maybe a few single family homes over the course of the next few years. So there's pros and cons to this type of investing, and I want to lay them all out here for you and let you decide if the single family home route is the right one for you, or if you can skip that and go straight to multifamily like a lot of our investors do. This podcast is sponsored by Perpetual Wealth Capital, helping everyday people just like you invest passively in multifamily assets to produce cash flow and build your wealth. Download our free ebook, The Definitive Guide to Building Generational Wealth and Passive Cash Flow Through Multifamily Real Estate by visiting thedefinitiveguidebook.com or clicking the link in the show notes. First, let's start with the pros and some benefits of single family home investing. So the first is the financing. Most single family homes can be purchased with conventional lending or even other loan products that could require as little as 3% down or if you are prior military, you can even use a VA loan, which requires 0% down. So even if you don't have a ton of liquidity, a ton of cash on hand, it's very possible for you to get started investing in single family homes fairly easily and quickly. The only exceptions to these could be, you know, if you want to flip homes or the homes in some type of distress, you may not qualify for conventional financing. But generally for newer investors, not looking to take on a project like that, you're typically going to be looking at a conventional loan product. So that's the first one is the financing is very easy and it can happen very quickly. Now, the second is it's really easy to get started. Chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you have some money and you're looking to invest it or will be shortly. And if you have cash to finance a property, even like I said before, with as little as 3% down, you can start the process just like buying a regular home with just a few regulations that you may have to meet depending on if you plan on living at the property or if you don't. But not only is the financing easy for you to lock down, but you can get connected with a lot of residential realtors in your area who would be excited to share their listings with you and add you to their buyer's network. You could start getting listings as early as right when you stop listening to this episode. So it's really, really easy to get started and start looking at opportunities. Third is that it's very simple to underwrite. Underwrite meaning essentially putting out the projections and the expenses and the income and what do you think the home will be worth in a few years, You know, putting together that business plan. With single family homes, it should be fairly easy to underwrite and create those projections. Since you'll most likely be dealing with only one tenant, one income stream, and one set of expenses and not you know per unit expenses or usually not a whole lot of common area expenses, you should be able to figure out your profit and losses fairly easily. Also, since there's only one floor plan, you don't have to juggle different prices for different sizes and different square footages, and you don't have to be able to compare and pull rental reports of different types of floor plans. Uh, you should be able to get rental comparables very easily. The fourth benefit to single-family home investing is you're really only dealing with one tenant. Now, I have had conversations with many, many investors who have had one tenant in their property for years and years and years, meaning their vacancy factor has been 0% and they've been consistently getting cash flow. Now, if you're able to screen that tenant very well, it could become very simple and easy to maintain and manage a single property. Now, the fifth benefit is you can house hack. 
House hack means you also live in the property that is your investment. Most of the time, this means you're purchasing you know, a duplex, a triplex, or a fourplex, uh, where you live in one of the units and you collect rents from the others, bringing on some additional benefits of debt pay down. Uh, you could also qualify for different types of loans since you will be living at the property that would have more favorable lending terms. This could also make the management of it easier since your tenants are connected to you. It's really easy for you to handle issues very quickly. You could go by, collect rents. You'll know your tenants very well. And you have that quick and easy access to tenants and all of your units. Now, while there's other benefits we could talk about all day long, these five are by far the most prevalent and what most investors who work in this space enjoy the most. But before you decide to commit all in on single family homes, Let's talk about some of the cons and larger reasons why single family home investors eventually step into multifamily. First is it's very timely to scale. What most investors in this space envision, unless they're full-time investors, is they'll buy one to three single family homes every year till they build up a portfolio of however many they want. But if you want, let's say 20 units under management, because that's how many it takes for you to retire or get great cash flow, you know, it could take you 10 years or more to get there. Now, the more time and effort you put into buying up properties, you could accelerate that progress quite a bit. But most people who are listening to this podcast are not full-time investors, and maybe they don't want to be. So your time to scale, you have to plan to take quite a while. Now, the second is most of your properties will be self-managed or very expensive to manage. Now, single-family home investing, at least in the very beginning, is not typically as passive of income as a lot of people think. If you want to hire a property manager for just a single unit, they typically are very expensive and in the 10% of gross rents range because they have to travel to a single unit instead of having the scale of a building. Like some of our property managers are the ones who only do commercial. You know, they're charging between three and five or 6%, not quite as high as a single family because there's a lot of scale there. Now you could get this price down as you acquire more properties and hopefully they're in the same neighborhood or they're close enough by that the property manager will give you a break. But going back to scaling, it could take you quite a bit longer until you hit enough units to catch a break on those fees, which means you could be committing to managing your own single family home investments and answering leaky toilet calls in the middle of the night. Now, the third thing that we want to consider before jumping in a single family is you have a single source of income with one tenant. Now, we talked about the possibility of this being a benefit in single family homes, but it can also serve as a downfall because having one tenant means that if that tenant is great and stays for a long time, your life will be easy. But if that tenant is difficult or causes a lot of problems or doesn't pay or has other issues or is very high maintenance, then 100% of your tenant base is causing you headaches. This also means that if it takes a long time for you to turn that unit when it's vacant, you could go longer without receiving any money and having to carry the debt on the property. Having just one tenant can swing your investment to either of these two extreme scenarios. Now, the fourth thing to consider is there's less opportunity for forced appreciation. Now, forced appreciation is appreciation that multifamily operators create by increasing the net operating income of a property, either by increasing rents or decreasing expenses. Now, when that net income increases, the value of the property increases as well. And because 
everybody buying multifamily properties is an investor, this income dictates the price. Single family homes, however, have limited forced appreciation opportunities because single family homes are priced based on what similar homes in the area have sold for, not what the income produced by the property is. So even if you're collecting great cash flow from the property, the price of the property when you sell it will still be based on neighborhood comparables. There's pros and cons to investing in single family homes, just like there's pros and cons to any type of investment. It all depends on what you want to accomplish and how comfortable you feel with different asset classes and investment types. If you want to learn more about different types of real estate investment strategies, head to our website, thedefinitiveguidebook.com and download our free ebook, The Definitive Guide to Building Generational Wealth and Passive Cash Flow Through Multifamily Real Estate. We also cover some of the differences with single family homes and short-term rentals. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope you found value in it and we'll see you on the next one.